Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Yet Relevant, where the people are real, the stories are real, and the the stories that we bring are relevant. Listen, this is the second part of having a made up mind. Again, I'm here with Francis Harvey. Thank you so much, Francis, for coming back on the podcast with me. I greatly appreciate you. Listen, we're going to just pick right up uh, just where we left off, telling us about that made up mind that once you decided that you could no longer, you no longer wanted to live that life, you no longer wanted to do, there was a pulling on your spirit. There was a pulling on you and you really just didn't have a choice. Go ahead and, and pick up from there, Francis. Yes, yeah, so as I was sharing this, um, you know, I had an encounter in prayer um, with the intercessory prayer team at Healing Word Fellowship. And, you know, it was still a struggle. And um, this one particular night, um, as I mentioned uh, in the previous session, I was uh, what some would call exotic dancing. I think that that makes it, it gives it a very glamorous name, but it's really nothing very glamorous about it at all. Uh, but this, this particular night, I was walking up to the stage and if you've ever danced, your, your, your thing is when you first get started, you kind of walk up, you, you, you kind of circle the pole a bit, surveil the room, etc. So as I'm going through this process, um, I just started having this immense, I, immense feeling that if I didn't do something to change my life, that I was going to die. And, I, and, it, and when I say die, I mean in all aspects of the word, physically, you know, uh, spiritually more important. Um, more importantly, um, I, I just could not shake the feeling. So as I was having feelings as if I was about to start crying on stage, I very quickly, quickly, you know, exited stage left and and um, got Now let down. me ask you, this is, mm-hmm. this is before the coming up for prayer, for intercessory prayer on that Saturday morning, correct? No, I, I I honestly think that this occurred. This had to happen between. It was so, very close to the same time frame, practice. Okay. It was, so I'm not really sure. I, I want to say it was after. It was definitely okay. before I came to you all's house, right? With my little okay. Trick. So possibly what you're saying is because I know this is 16 years ago. Yeah. Possibly what you're saying is you you've hit the Holy Spirit tugged on you. You came to the intercessory prayer. You received your deliverance, but not quite a breakthrough. Or maybe a breakthrough, but not quite deliverance. Let's put it that way. You received a breakthrough, but not your deliverance. So you still decide to go back within that week. And this is where you were. Correct. And I think when you talk about having that made up mind, it was at that stripper pole that my mind Mm. became made up. That mm. was the last time mm. that I touched the pole, walked on a stage. Mm. Um, you know, that was the last time. And so I, the, the mm. overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit overtakes you, basically, while you're on the pole, while you're mm-hmm. on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you have to stop what you're doing, swallow what you're chewing, and exit stage left. I, I had some decisions to make, Prophetess, absolutely. Wow. And, you know, the, the only thing that I can liken it to today and I had no context or to be able to relate the two. But when the Bible talks about choose you this day whom you're going to serve, it was that Absolutely. kind of an experience. Absolutely. 
it was that kind of an experience. And I, I, I walked off stage. I didn't even put on my clothes. I put my coat on over my, um, you know, a costume. Mm-hmm. I didn't change my shoes. I walked out. I drove, I, I was in Norfolk at the time. I was still at this time living in, in Williamsburg. And I drove all the way back to Williamsburg. I believe I about fried myself to sleep that night. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the God honest truth. I didn't know what I was going to do for rent. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, because it's just a few months before this, I was actually working a night shift as a CNA and dancing. And then I slowly over time, I'm like, why am I still doing this when I can make more money? So I stopped doing the CNA. So that you know, mm-hmm. dancing was literally my only form of income. Wow. So you, you know? knew that you didn't know how the bills were going to get paid, mm-hmm. but you did know that you weren't going to do that. Exactly. And, you know, he wasn't my husband then, but today he's my husband. Um, you know, Jermaine, he he actually drove me to my first interview for a quote unquote regular job. And I, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I went in there in an interview, and you know, I'm thinking it was—I will never forget—it's GSH Real Estate, and I'm thinking, you know, you look at the buildings, you're thinking, oh, okay, it's probably gonna be, you know, good paying. So, um, the lady initially offered me eight dollars. I lied to her. <laughs> First of all, got a little hood in me, probably. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I looked at her like, and I had you to, say, like, what's your front and run? <laughs> <laughs> I had to like compose myself. Right, absolutely. I I had to compose myself. So I negotiated and I I was only able to get her to not. Mm. And to me, that was really not a lot. And I can remember walking away. Right. um, And my husband took me to, you know, he wasn't my husband then, but today he is. Uh, But he he picked me, he took me and he picked me up. He was asking me how I went and all this stuff. And I was like, bruh, I'm (laughs) I ain't trying to be funny or nothing like that. But for $9, right. I might as well go back to doing what I was doing. I'm thinking that's not no money. And so, you know, he had to really like be the voice of reason to say, you have got to start somewhere. It doesn't mm. mean that that's where you're going to always be. It doesn't mean, you know, that's where, you know, your your cap or your your limit. But mm-hmm. you have to be willing to start somewhere. And I and I could remember him saying that. And, and that really encouraged me because to me, you know, I'm, a, I'm I'm an overly rational person. So to me, if two and two don't equal four, I'm like, bro, what am I doing? You know, mm. um, but sometimes you have to understand that it's not a simple equation. Sometimes Absolutely. it is a, you know, very complex equation where you may be starting with two plus two, but you don't know how the Lord may want to add in a multiplication side, an exponential sign in that equation to take your life to a different place. And, and where I am today, I could not have fathomed that, right. You know, those Absolutely. decisions, right? From having that made up mind would land me where I am today. And it, and I will tell you, it comes from that made up mind one thousand percent. If people tell you that ties and offerings don't your consistency and commitment to ties and offerings have nothing to do with your success, I I don't know what planet they live on. But when I was at my nine dollars, I was faithful and consistent. And what my corresponding ties was, and I have done that ever since. That was the one thing that I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I wanted to do. The Lord had always been faithful. He'd always kept me with all my dumb decisions. And so mm-hmm. I felt like the least I could do, Prophetess, was to do that, that part of it right. And I, yeah. and I will say, I, I feel like I, I definitely, my family and I, 
and in addition with my husband doing the same thing you know we we, we reap the benefits from that today absolutely so let's now you're kind of jumping ahead you know today 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 but you know a lot of people look at the today and they don't know the yesterday right last year the 16 years ago you know they don't Mm -hmm. know the story yeah and so um before you know the today came there was the moment of truth of you were battling I'm sure in your mind first, mm-hmm. because I remember when you came to the house, you had this big bag of just different, I guess, costumes that you would wear. And um, you were saying, I, I have rid of these. What was that? What was driving you to do that? Yeah, that was straight Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't want to do that. But, um, and again, I didn't know it at the time, but I kept having this feeling of, the more you hang on to these tangible things, mm-hmm. the more likely you are to be drawn back to that lifestyle. Mm. Say that again. The more that you hang on to these tangible things, the more likely you are to be drawn back to that lifestyle. Now that's good. And that will, ooh, that will preach right there. Okay. Because when you think about a person, because remember we talked about uh, when you came to the intercessory prayer, you had a breakthrough, but you weren't delivered. Ah, yes. And because you you were holding on, there was still something that you were holding on to that was hindering or uh, stopping the process of you being delivered. And so there's a different process of a breakthrough and total deliverance. You know, when, when you are ready to be delivered, uh, something says, I don't care who knows about it. Come on. I, I don't care what I have to do by any means necessary. There's a pulling, there's a tugging, there's a willingness in, within yourself that says, I no longer want this and I'm looking for better. I'm looking for things to turn in my life. And so I remember you being at the house and saying, I remember you said, um, I could, I don't have to, um, get rid of this I can really make some money off of it correct I gave you a look <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a look like you're not making any money off of that by giving it to someone else watch this something that you're trying to uh, get delivered from entangled from and you're gonna go sell it to somebody else who's still living that lifestyle and you know what prophetess I'm, I'm gonna tell you what the enemy does he will have you to rationalize something to death mm. so that you can hold on to a lie. Yeah. It's a lie from the pits of hell. At the a, end whole of the lie. A, a whole lie. Exactly, a whole one. Yeah. A whole lie. And that's what he does. He edge you on in your mind mm-hmm. to rationalize the things that you're doing. And so then you're like, okay, well, at least if I got a part with it, let me make some money. But what would that have done? Draw me right mm-hmm. back in the same group Mm-hmm. Right, because I would have to go in the nightclubs during the times to to show this to people or meet somebody. Right, right. This this kind of stuff is not just happening. And still, you know? the enticement would be there. Exactly. Yeah, the enemy exactly. knows how to do it. He does. And I don't remember exactly what I I know. I gave you the look. I don't know if I told <laughs> you. What did I tell you exactly? You, you know, you didn't say this, but in your today's term, it would have been like Keta, right? Keta. <laughs> <laughs> so that's essentially what it was. And you was like, what kind of, what? so, okay, so first of all, you know, we talked about in part one, right, we're sisters, but that was hard for me to do that because I knew 
that the conversation might not have just happened with you and I. It probably mm-hmm. would have been Bishop too. Mm-hmm. Now imagine Bishop been known me since I was six or seven years old, but he didn't know me like that. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. Right. That was not something I wanted to do, but I could feel the Holy Spirit saying, "If you don't let this go, and if you don't let someone know that you're struggling yeah. to let this go, it's never going to get better." Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good. Um, and I think that that is the piece where when you have a made up mind it doesn't matter who knows yeah you know there's a feeling on the inside that says i just want to be free Mm -hmm. i I Mm -hmm. no longer have the desire to do these things and like you said it's a trick of the enemy to have you think or rationalize uh in a way that it's okay to do this or it's okay to do that because I've already said I'm not going to do this anymore I'm not going to do that anymore but the enemy uses that in such a way against the people of God so that you can you know continue or in your eyes make it um, justifiable yeah justifiable as to why you're still doing what you're doing Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you really want to be set free and delivered again, there you have to have a made up mind mm-hmm. and nobody, nobody can turn you away from that. Nobody can get you to change your mind as to, I know that this is what I want to do. I remember, you know, you coming and you did say that, but it was no question. I didn't have to like, you know, pull and cry and, you know, uh, just go back and forth with you it was none of that once I look I really just gave you a stern look right okay don't even don't <laughs> even okay we're not it didn't make sense to you know again to go and sell that to somebody that which you were trying to break free from it now, just, now I did bite you on the boots now <laughs> <laughs> god so boots was boots. a grip I was like hang on hang on <laughs> But those boots were still the same boots that were used for ungodly purposes. Amen. You know, yeah, you did. You did talk about how much you paid for the boots <laughs> and how much you can get for the boots and all that. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that was that was um, truly. I, I I mean, I I love your testimony. I believe you know the the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, there's something powerful about a testimony, and so you know you don't know that your story can help the next person. Maybe yes. someone who who is going to come across this podcast, they're going to listen to this podcast, and they're they're in the same boat that you were in. 16 years ago Mm -hmm. and maybe watch this it may not be uh stripping on the stripper pole Mm -hmm. maybe you got a sugar daddy Mm -hmm. right oh it's the same situation absolutely it's the same situation you know so whatever your situation may be i say it's time to have a made-up mind listen If you want change, the change starts with you and you are going to have to change your mind. Your mind is going to have to be made up. This is my episode, Real and Relevant with Francis Harvey. Thank you so much, Francis, for joining us uh, on this evening. Listeners, be sure, please, to follow. Make sure you follow us so that you uh, can 
receive notification on every time our podcast drops. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. You too.